yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you, you, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saltalamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. So a constant theme or a conversation that we've had throughout the year is when a player switches teams, what does that look like? How does that affect the player? What does the player see differently? What do they do differently? We go back to Jake Diekman talking about his time with the Rays. We go back to, obviously, Ryan Brazier, another pretty powerful example. Well, at the deadline, two starting pitchers have been brought to the surface, have been talked about a ton since being dealt at the deadline. High-profile guys, and they've been coming through. Justin Verlander and Lance Lynn. We talked to both of them on this Baseball Isn't Boring on the go. So to give you some perspective, Justin Verlander goes from the Mets to the Astros, goes back to the Astros, 4-1 with a 2.79 ERA. Now, he was good with the Mets, but not that good. Been even better with the Astros. Lance Lynn, significantly better. Goes from a 6-4-70 ERA with the White Sox now, oh my goodness, five starts, 2.03 2.03 ERA. All right. Well, first guy I talked to is Justin Verlander and about getting perspective of when he went switched from organizations for the first time from the Tigers to the Astros. What an eye-opening thing that was. And then going to the Mets, how different that was. And then coming back to the Astros, how different that was. All right. Here's Verlander. From So when you go to, the first time you go to Houston, um, I think you've talked about this in the past, of like you, you were exposed to a lot more, a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, can you take me through what that's like? Is it just a different voice? Is it different information? And Yeah, well, it's different information. I mean, if you're talking about from when I, when I first went to the Astros, there was, obviously they had a lot more analytics than the Tigers at the time. So, um, yeah, I was just kind of inundated with, um, you know, just new avenues to learn from. Were you expecting that? That? Yes, you were. Yeah, yeah. And so when you got a hold of it, was it okay? You know, this is like a kid in the candy store. This is because lo- obviously you seem like a guy who loved that sort of stuff. Yeah, kind of. Um, you know, just yeah. I mean, any information that can help, I think, is uh, you know, you, you, like anything else, you filter through it and kind of learn what you can from it and try not to be uh, you know overwhelmed by it. But um, yeah, I was I was very much looking for information. So, was uh, pleased to have it at my disposal. Was there anything that you that particularly hit home for you? Anything? That they- well, initially, I mean, one of the easiest things ever when I first got there was they showed me on uh, the TrackMan, which is common nowadays, but I had never seen it. Um, you know, I, uh, about the break of my four seam and the break of my two seam fastball, and they showed me how elite my four seam was and how my two seam was quite average. So. So, um, and you had never heard that before. No. Wow. No, so basically just stop throwing your two seam. <laughs> but sometimes that's what we hear, right? It's like, hey, you're really good at this. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, well, back in the day, you know, when, when you know, the Astros and the, the other teams that were uh, ahead of the curve when it came to analytics, that was the advantage was, 
you know, teams were like, oh, how are they making this person better? And they just had better information and they were able to identify what that person did really well. And, you know, the old school way of pitching, you know, pitch down, you know, um, get this type of movement. You know, I was throwing two seams arm side because I just kind of always thought that's what it was supposed to do. And, um, you know, so, but, you know, they bring you in and you know, I've heard other organizations were like this as well. Um, but, you know, this is my experience with the Astros is basically like, you do this really well, keep doing that. Do yeah. that, do that, do what you do naturally really well more often and you'll be more successful long term. I've heard that, you know, I talked to the guys in Tampa because Tampa's another secret sauce, you know, what yeah. are they doing? Yeah. But they say, you do this well, throw the ball over the plate, yeah. you'll be okay. Yeah, their big thing is throwing the ball over the plate. Right. I've heard. Yeah. And so when you go to another thing in our organization, I've heard like the Red Sox did this where they, they get everybody and say, okay, <clears throat> tell us what you've learned in other organizations. So when you go to the Mets, I don't know if it's a completely different experience, if it's somewhere in between Detroit and Houston, if it's, what was that like? Um, it was, I mean, it was it was obviously a little different. I mean, I think the Astros have been, um, you know, on the forefront of analytics for a while, so they had a head start. Um, and I think the Mets are, are doing the right things to catch up, um, you know, but you still have to, you know, there's nothing, you can't replicate that time that's lost, so um, they're getting a lot of information, and, um, you know, they ask me a lot of questions, and, um, you know, yeah, it's obviously different, um, you know, just statistically, you know, analytically, um, time is valuable, you know, you learn more with the more data you compile. I was going to ask you, I mean, did you say, hey, listen, you can learn, because it's always a two-way street, right, but you, you can say to them, hey, the Astros are doing this, let's look into that. Is yeah, it, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, this is why you see organizations hire people from Dodgers, Astros, you know, like, they, especially early on, they, they wanted to learn what, what other organizations were doing so that they could catch up. Was I know it's so little time, but has it been any different or anything new about coming no. back here? No. It's been like, same, yeah, picking up where you left off. Yeah. yeah. The, the last thing is, is I've, I've, I've always admired being here in New England with the Tom Brady stuff and the information another thing is physical information when you look at with Brady's yeah. did when did it for you did you sort of start embracing that sort of thing say hey you know that I think I can pitch deeper than maybe I even thought I could early in my career I mean I don't know I always said when I was younger I you know threw a hundred and something miles an hour and did it naturally and I always thought you know if I followed a natural curve of progression and am able to stay somewhat healthy like I should still be able to throw in mid you know mid 90s when I'm 40 so I, you know, I don't see why I couldn't pitch for mid nineties. Right. So you wouldn't. I mean, have you changed anything? Like, like I've changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, am I overstating the like? I, we default to Brady because you know he's Brady. But yeah, of course. is there is, is there anything, or was there a tipping point for you where it said, hey, you know what? I see what this athlete's doing, and I I can go maybe even further than I thought. Um, not necessarily. I, I think the tipping point for me. I mean, like you learn from everybody. Um, you know, but I think my personal journey was um, when I had my core surgery and uh, my arm started bothering me a little bit in like 2013 and really 2014. Um, and then, you know, it was really kind of like grappling with my viewpoint of my career at that point. You know, I always thought, 
you know, just last forever. And then started really kind of struggling and, and having some pain. And I would just turned 30, and everybody says things change when you turn 30. And then um, come to find out, I needed core surgery. So that was kind of a big light bulb for me. I had my core surgery, um, and then learned a lot through that rehab process, um, and just kind of revamped my whole body. And that was what kind of started the Renaissance tour. <laughs> I mean, as you sit here, you know, it seems like I mean, I don't want. It's one day at a time. You get it, but still, it must be exciting to be, sit here, pitch well feel good I would imagine yeah. and say hey you know what let's go let's do this yeah. do this for a long time yeah. no it feels, it feels great yeah <laughs> I mean you know dream come true I'm living it you know I love the game I still have the passion and fire and um, you know I don't take it for granted you know that's for sure I, I appreciate every day here all right one of the takeaways there has to be wow what were the Tigers doing holy mackerel anyway uh, I thought it was a good perspective thanks to Verlander for jumping aboard spending some time now we sit down with Lance Lynn for a few minutes. Lance Lynn, obviously, like we said, I mean, you talk about dramatic turnaround, dramatic turnaround with the Dodgers, just what they needed. Scratches right where the Dodgers itch after that deadline involving our, the godfather, Joe Kelly. So here you go. Here's, here's the perspective from Lance Lynn, of course, punctuated with a little book talk. Why not? All right, Lance Lynn. We've been in a couple different organizations, but like when we talk about like going from one organization to another, the Dodgers, the Rays, like those sort of it's different mm-hmm. because especially with the Dodgers, and we have examples of like think, okay, you get there, they look at you and say, okay, we see you're doing this, but you can do this. I don't know if there was that element at all. Maybe there wasn't. Uh, for me, no. I got over. Been working on a lot of things this year. Um, some stuff worked, some stuff didn't at times, and it was just uh, finding the right time when you use it. And then uh, the big thing was there was just like get back to being you, and then we're able to you know sprinkle the other things in as we go. So it kind of was a little bit go back to what you, what made you you, uh, get that back on where it needs to be, and then add the stuff that you've been working on. So it's worked out. Sometimes the message like Deegan, like I talked to him, and I said the message just hit different when the race said it right but so i mean you hear like oh go just just be you but does it hit different uh, i mean not really um you just go play the good thing is is when you, when you start making pitches and then you know there's great plays behind you it just gives you more confidence to just keep attacking and you know i got good defense behind me just keep them in the games and let the offense score runs you were pitching like i remember seeing you like pitch against the red sox i remember that game and like at that point you were getting some momentum and pitching well mm-hmm. did you feel like it sort of was like like building to this point where when you landed with the Dodgers like okay good trade by you guys <laughs> yeah and I think they saw that trending um, and that's the main thing to do I was like I was showing the ball well at times and then my bad games were just really bad um, and I couldn't you know couldn't quite figure it out and then my good ones are good so it's just making sure the bad ones didn't happen Sorry. Was was uh was do you was there a moment where you're like okay you know here we go like this is it this is I feel like that we're gonna go on a pretty good run here. Uh, I don't think there's any moment. I was been feeling good physically. Um, I think when I got over here it was one of those things where you have no choice. Uh, they traded for you. You're in a playoff run. It's time to show up. So it was just one of those things where everything just kind of worked out the right time. I mean I've never been traded, mm-hmm. and so like th- th- that's a whole other element. 
to it, right? You're like, you want to like prove that the team traded for you, like this guy. You know, I, I don't know, man. How much is that? Or you like to say, oh, I'm just going to be the guy, but still. Yeah, and that, and you want to make sure that you let the whole league know that you're, you can still get the job done because I'm not ready to be done playing. So I got a lot of stuff that you know is still good, and I just need to make sure I'm, I'm showing it off, and I got a good organization to do it. And I would imagine it's fun. <laughs> yeah, winning's fun. Uh, there's no other way to say it. When you're losing, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's just not not quite as fun. And everybody will tell you the same thing. It's a lot easier when you're winning. Last thing, did Joe give you a book? Joe has not given me a book. What? Yeah, he's not given me a book yet. He keeps showing everybody, but he doesn't hand them out. All right. I promise tomorrow I will okay. deliver. So, yeah, yeah. Mookie's on the back cover, and he didn't have one. So. That doesn't surprise me. That's how Joe works. <laughs> Joe told everybody they could buy one if they want one. Did you get a T-shirt? I haven't got a T-shirt yet either. All right. Yeah, the typical Joe. Well, that's why I'm here now. All right, thank you.